Radio Live, and our four-week journey into the heart of Christ's Mass begins right now. Good evening, everybody. It is great to be with you on this wonderful Advent evening, Tuesday night with us, Ignite Radio Live. Woohoo! And that was my wife's woohoo. That was a live woohoo. <laughs> we are so blessed to have with us in the studio live the traveling the traveling evangelist, Dr. John Wood. It's great to have you with us, John. Thank you. And we're going to uh, explore what it means to become a saint as we're all on a journey and um, so moved by John's passion as we're in this area called this wonderful area of Northwest Ohio uh, to use our gifts um, to see God's love realized and uh, to do it imperfectly. And so the first thing I think we want to just acknowledge is that we are imperfect, we are incomplete, we are in need of God's grace. We confess that as a husband and father. I begin there. Pope Francis, of course, was asked the question, who is Pope Francis? And his response was, he is a sinner. He's a sinner. And um, this is not uh, stuff to be certainly down uh, about, but it is really an opportunity for us to recognize without sin we don't need a Savior. You know, without sin and acknowledging our imperfection, um, you know, there's nothing to move us to seek God's grace to be saved. And I'm saying to you, brothers and sisters out there, and inviting you to, to be the same tonight, what is that sin right now? What is that um, frustration or that struggle that you keep fighting with? And I want to encourage you um, with the words of the church and the heart of the church that gives us Jesus Christ, that gives us the sacraments, uh, more than just go through the motions. And that's a big part of what we're about, more than a moment, a movement, more than just a wonderful chirp or crucio or tech or ignite, not just meant to be, as I use the phrase, a Catholic hot tub, but it's meant to open a door to our hearts to see that God wants us to have this intimacy all the time. He fashioned our hearts for him. So we're going to invite you to join us tonight, not to be passive on the sidelines, but we're going to invite you to join us. Bring your hearts to this tonight. And um, if you have a question or a thought, uh, I'm going to give you a phone number. You'll hear it hopefully a few times, but here it is, 877-275-8098. I'll say it again, 877-275-8098, especially in the next segment after the first commercial uh, John's going to share with us how he was conquered by love. But we want to, you know, if you are moved to call in uh, beyond there, please do so. Um, check us out also on Facebook, Ignite the Planet. We're monitoring it. If you have questions or thoughts, join us there. Um, or the at Image Trinity using the hashtag Ignite the Planet with Twitter. And later on tonight, we're also going to have uh, Monsignor Billion join us, who is one of our wonderful pastoral advisors to share with us some thoughts on Lent. So I'm going to pass it to my wife. So the four-week journey into the heart of Christmas has begun. The church gives us this beautiful season of Advent, just this incredible opportunity for graces. And, you know, so often we just look at it as that quick space 
before Christmas where we're rushing to get everything done and we look to Lent more for that pilgrim pilgrimage of, you know, just the sacrifices and the extra prayers or whatever. And Advent should be the same. It is a penitential season. And we are so blessed to have um, begun with our very first presence for Christmas last night wow. at St. Joan of Arc. Wow. And let me tell you what a powerhouse of grace. We are so blessed in our church. It is alive and well, and the grace is flowing from the sacraments and from the community there who gathered to worship our Lord. Um, there were uh, just incredible moments and so many servant-hearted people who provided prior the at to yep. the, uh, the, uh, the actual adoration event, but the joy in which they served was absolutely beautiful and just a gift in and of itself of their presence. Father Mark Davis, just a phenomenal um, magic. The magic of Christmas. Yeah, just really just in awe from the little ones there to the, the older people and everyone in between, just very moved and in awe of in many ways, both the magic and his message. You know, he communicated the joy of the gospel. He connected with this theme of Christmas and Christ's presence to us. Using magic as a means to do it. It was, it was just wonderful. So um, there were over 500 people there in the church, just beautiful. They mm. just kept coming and people mm. moving over and, you know, the regular faces to people who I'm sure haven't, I know haven't been there in quite a while. And um, many people just really um, just coming together to to prepare the way of the Lord. There were six priests here in confessions, Father Adam Hertzfeld mm. um, presiding uh, for this worship event, what Presence a gift in him. Thank you so much for your priesthood, Father, and, and all those who are there present and all those who support it. Our next um, presence for Christmas in the area is actually going to be next Tuesday night at um, the Church of the Most Blessed Sacrament in Toledo. So that's December 9th at 7 p.m. Tonight, even as we are speaking, we ask you to lift prayer up for the presence for Christmas going on um, at St. Peter's in Huron. And a shout out for Erie, PA, <laughs> woohoo, our hometown. Um, there's a presence for Christmas that's going to be happening there tomorrow night. So we keep that all in prayer, both that the Lord use it to move hearts and to draw those, um, to draw us all closer to Him and to bring about what He wants to be, to, wants to happen. Mm. And also those who are on the edge, that He brings those there who need to be there. We need to pronounce as faithful Catholics, uh, of which I'm sure many in the audience are listening, and certainly if you are not uh, a Catholic or maybe particularly into your faith, you are welcome here. We want to be real. We want to just recognize that, that we're on a journey. We're working it out. We connect with you. Um, but for those of us who are in the ministry arena, who are, if you will, going to Mass and that sort of thing, we're being challenged. We're being challenged by our church to, um, you know, move beyond just getting filled. The three movements of Christ are empty, fill, and overflow. We're called to overflow. And put very simply, to ask the question, you know, what commitments did we make after Lift Jesus Higher or Chirp, etc.? What commitments did we make so it didn't just pass as another event, as another feel-good event? You know, did it translate into our putting a flag in the sand in our homes, which is a big thing we're going to be talking about tonight, that God wants this grace to be alive in our homes. And we're all about that at Mass Impact. So we encourage you, just a brief little commercial here, go to massimpact.us and download the Live It Gathering Guide. It's a great way for families to talk 
and pray based upon this Sunday's readings. And um, particularly during this Advent season, I apologize, I guess I said Lent earlier, my son Joseph is the producer informed me that I misspoke. So erase that. Um, Advent, the 33 challenge. We're inviting you three days a week through the four weeks of Advent to gather with your families for just 30 minutes to talk and pray and see the great difference it can make. You can find that for free, again, downloadable at massimpact.us or presentsforchristmas.com. So this Sunday, our first reading is from Isaiah. Comfort, give comfort to my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her service is at an end. Her guilt is expiated. Indeed, she has received from the hand of the Lord double for all her sins. A voice cries out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the wasteland a highway for our God. Every valley shall be filled in. Every mountain and hill shall be made low. The rugged land shall be made a plain. The rough country, a broad valley. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and the people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Go up onto a high mountain. Zion, herald of glad tidings, cry out at the top of your voice. Jerusalem, herald of good news. And so we begin tonight in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, you have fashioned us of poverty in the form your son took his place on this planet and of privation that you alone might be our provision. We pray for the grace, for the debris, the stuff, the junk to just dissipate right now in this moment, that we be emptied of our stuff, God, that there is space, that we have made way, that you've made way in your spirit for us to receive the new life you want us to have in this very moment, an open door to a new life in you. Anoint this next hour. Anoint each person listening. We come to you in confidence that you are a God of wonders, a God of power, and we ask that you bless us profoundly in your name. Through Christ our Lord, we amen. pray. Amen. You're with Ignite Radio Live. We're delighted to have John Wood with us. Stay tuned on the other side. I'm asking Santa to hook me up with a skateboard. Airsoft rifle. A ginormous teddy bear. Clothes and more clothes. Okay, everybody, pop quiz. What was your favorite Christmas present as a child? An awesome new bike. Xbox One. iPhone 10. How about last year? Cool camera. Awesome Under Armour stuff. A new microwave. What lasting difference has it made in your life today? Now let's fast forward. Imagine the Lord is returning this Christmas for real. It will be your last day on this earth. What would your spouse or children say about what was most important? No presents surpass the gift of your presence. This year, give presents for Christmas. Go right now to presentsforchristmas.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E-F-O-R Christmas.com and plan on participating in Presents for Christmas events. This message was brought to you by Mass Impact. More than a moment, a movement. How about just my driver's license? Hey everybody, I'm John Paul Schleter and one of six children, which means we're pretty busy. In fact, one weekend, we had eight soccer games, four cross-country meets, and a bunch of other events. But you know what the best part of it was, besides mass of course? 
setting aside time as a family to talk and pray. I want to invite you to go right now to massimpact.us. Check out the Live It Gathering Guide. It's new every week, a great way for families to talk and pray based upon Sunday readings. Your kids will grump at the idea. Expect it, but trust me, it will be the best 30 minutes you will spend in a long, long time. It will help you all experience God alive in your family relationships that make your house a home. Join us now at MassImpact.us. Thanks, Mom. That was pretty awesome. Did you see the Guardians of the Galaxy? Did you watch the Packer game? How's your portfolio? Pizza is awesome. What we talk about doesn't just reveal what's important to us. It reveals who's important to us. This week, take a risk to grow deeper. Consider throwing in one of these. What's your biggest challenge right now? Hey, what can I pray for you for? What can I do to make your life easier right now? How about joining us for Mass this Sunday? Yeah, and coming over for breakfast. Let's pray the Holy Communion we receive correspond to a holy community we live. This has been a Mass Impact Moment. Join the great adventure at massimpact.us. Welcome back to Ignite Radio Live. Here in the studio, Greg and Stephanie Schleter with the infamous Dr. John Wood, Catholic author and speaker, um, part of Matthew Kelly's dynamic Catholic movement, and just all around great guy. And uh, let me give you the phone number, which the phone lines will be opened up shortly if you have any questions or comments for us or for for Dr. Wood. The number is 877 877- Two seven five eight zero nine eight eight seven seven two seven five eight zero nine eight. Also on Facebook at Ignite the Planet. So, Doctor John Wood, how were you conquered by love? The big question. Yeah. Well, first off, uh, Greg and Stephanie, thank you so much for having me um, here this evening and for all the things you're doing. I mean, it's just awesome. Um, the whole Ignite movement, um, it, it's desperately needed. Um, it, it's an awesome thing. I'm, I'm so excited to be a part of it, and uh, I'm excited for our diocese. And, uh, you know, conquer. how was I conquered by love? Well, I, I grew up in a, a, a great Catholic family, um, great parents, uh, very loving parents. I'm one of four boys. Um, sports were a huge part of my life growing up in high school. I'm from a small town, uh, Versailles, Ohio. Um, it's a very uh, predominantly Catholic town, so that's mm. really all I knew. Catholic, you know, being Catholic was just part of my identity, you know. And I was a good rule follower as a kid, you know. I, I, I did everything my mom told me to do. I went to mass, and it was I just, love it. Yeah, I love it, John. <laughs> I was an obedient child. I was, <laughs> and so I, you know, it was just it, it was part of my identity. But really, you know, sports were um, that part of my life where I actually. You know, I always say, you know, God gets what he wants through the things that we want. And in and, and my sports, I began, you know, I, from that battle cry of win, win, win. I mm. started to discover that battle cry of sanctus, sanctus, sanctus. Mm. And, and running races particular wasn't my favorite thing to do, but it was uh, a huge part of my life. I was good at running track and cross Give us a time frame. Sorry to interrupt, but what, how old are you at this point? Uh, I'm still in high school, you know, my okay. high school years, um, you know, sports, um, big part of my life in high school. And. Um, when, when I went off to college, really, though, was when I was really more challenged in my faith. I wrote about in my book, um, 
young lady that I dated my first year of college. Um, she wasn't Catholic, had a lot of questions for me, and um, growing up as an obedient child, just going through the motions, doing what I was supposed to do as a Catholic, I didn't really have very good answers for her. And uh, that relationship eventually ended um, because I was Catholic. And it really um, kind of set me on a journey to answer, you know, why do I do what I do as a Catholic? And, you know, my older brothers have always been very supportive. Uh, my younger brother is a, a seminarian about to be ordained a priest. So, again, I have that great family structure. They started giving me great resources, Catholic resources. My brother gave me a series of tapes on, from Scott Hahn. And um, I just, the more I studied the Catholic faith at that point in my life, um, it just made sense in every aspect of my life, whether it was my sports or, or my, my career or my relationships. I just started to see the genius of Catholicism. Mm-hmm. It's just the best way to live. And uh, I just fell in love with my faith. I, I mean, I absolutely love my Catholic faith. And um, my, I eventually went, met my wife, and she's been a huge part of my journey as well. Um, together, we've kind of learned more and more about our faith. Uh, after we were married, we really got into John Paul II and, and mm-hmm. a, a lot of the teachings of John Paul II, the theology of the body. Um, I went off to Ohio State in optometry school, and that's really where I uh, really began to delve into a lot of his, his work. And um, when I graduated from optometry school, moved back to the Finley area, um, just started getting uh, opportunities to share um, the teachings of John Paul II. And, and Matthew Kelly, of course, um, been a huge influence on my life. You know, his message of becoming the best version of yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, really resonates with me and, and becoming saints. And I don't re- I don't remember even when I first heard that we're, we're all called to be saints, but it's just something mm-hmm. that's really fascinated me that us ordinary people are, are called to be saints. And I, I love a challenge. I love mm-hmm. mission. You know, mm-hmm. you, you mm-hmm. know, the sports background, I, I want to win mm-hmm. and, and understanding that um, you know, in our ordinary lives, we're called to live this extraordinary mission. And um, my parish, um, we, I'm from All Saints Parish in New Regal, a uh, small parish. Um, somebody on pastoral council had invited my wife and I to dream up new ministries at the parish, and we came up with a program called Fun, Faith, and Family. Um, it was just an idea to that's be able to... That's quite the task, dream up new ministries. Exactly, like yeah. It. That's what pastoral councils do, don't they? They dream <laughs> up new ministries. You know, what you're doing, we're trying to get, trying to get parishes on fire, Amen. trying to get people... Um, yeah. back to their faith and, and that was our idea with this ministry called Fun Faith and Family was um, you know I would speak to the adults or do an adult education thing while my wife would work with um, small children we wanted it to be a family event and so I, important yeah let me back you up a second John and yeah. this is just thank you for I know there's uh, it's unveiling and you've given us a great snapshot but I want to dive deeper into one of the key themes that seem to be part of your life you followed rules you were a good rule following Catholic um, why isn't that enough? I mean, you know, to do the good thing, to go to Mass, to pray, um, you know, you're helping people out, I'm sure. You know, w- why isn't that enough? And when did it occur to you that it's not enough? And what made it more than rules? Well, I think somewhere along the line, I realized that my faith is not a head thing. You know, God's not after our head. He's mm. after our heart. Mm. And it's about it's about relationship with God, you know, that um, sometimes the world portrays God as a master and a tyrant and, and we should become saints because we don't want to go to hell mm. when in actuality it should be um, we should want to become saints because God is our father mm-hmm. and we love him mm-hmm. and when you, you, when you discover that and you really encounter God as a person and, and discover that relationship with God um, you want to make him proud and you realize you don't, you don't earn your way to heaven you can't mm-hmm. earn your mm-hmm. way to heaven mm-hmm. that's not what, what it means to become a saint you mm-hmm. know the, mm-hmm. the price has been paid um, and you can't make God love you more. He loves you no matter what. 
it's that whole idea of God being father. Mm-hmm. And, and again, my father has been a big part of my story. My earthly mm-hmm. father, I lost my dad to cancer back in 2008. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it took losing my father on earth before I realized I had a father in heaven. And, and that relationship changes everything, you know, and, and God doesn't just want a relationship. He mm-hmm. wants mm-hmm. he wants a covenant. He wants an all in, you know, I am yours mm-hmm. and you are mine. And when you fall in love, when you have that relationship, um, you'll, you'll do anything. You know, and Matthew mm-hmm. Kelly, all, a lot of times will say when people are inspired, they'll do almost anything when they're not. Uh, they'll do almost nothing. And so it's really that transformation of heart and that relationship thing. Let me ask you a tough question that I think we as a church are grappling with. Uh, first of all, 25 years ago, if we spoke of relationship with Jesus Christ on the open street, people would think that you're a non-Catholic Christian evangelical. And of course, we know that's in our roots. We know it's in our heart. We know it's part of the Catholic faith, always has been. But there seems to be, in recent years, John Paul II, Paul VI preceding him, etc., a new awakening and permission to use this language. And I think there's a little bit of some cultural tension because there are a lot of faith-filled Catholics who are very involved in their church and involved in evangelization activities, but for whom that relationship with Jesus means, I follow the rules, I do good things. And um, we're gra- there's no easy answer to this, I know that. But um, what does it mean to have a relationship with Jesus, to encounter God's love as you speak, the heart of the Father? What does that mean in a way that doesn't just mean feelings? Well, I think that's that's the key, key word there. You know, a lot of times I talk about choices versus feelings and mm. you know and, and a, we live in a culture that really defines love by feelings mm. and i say well feelings are a part of love feelings can lead to love and love can lead to feelings but mm-hmm. love in and of itself is not a feeling it's it's a choice it's mm. a it's a, a choosing um and i say life is not about what you do um, or what you have it's about who you become mm-hmm. and, and the doing is only important because it helps you become just like in mm. sports you know if you're going through practice, the point isn't to, you know, run a certain time in practice. It's to become the best runner you can be. You know, mm-hmm. I, I say the, the purpose of running a race is not to finish first and get the most mm-hmm. trophies. Mm-hmm. The purpose is to finish with nothing left to give. Mm-hmm. And whatever it takes to do that, whatever tra- training, whatever sacrifices that you have mm-hmm. to make, you sometimes have to make choices that you don't feel like doing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's part of the, the process of becoming who God created you to be and understanding God wants you to be happy more than you want it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and if that's true, you can trust him. And I, that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the key right there. Can you trust God? Mm-hmm. I, and that's a question I think everybody grapples with. The, from the very beginning, you know, the deception of the enemy is you mm-hmm. can't trust God. Mm-hmm. And you can. Mm-hmm. And he, he gives us trials. He gives us, mm-hmm. um, you know, things that we have to suffer through sometimes. But it's, it's, part, of, it's part of love, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And how easy it is to say, yes, I trust you, but... When the rubber hits the road, it's a hard, hard thing in reality. You know, I think about last night, uh, Ignite. Um, We've had almost probably 50 or more in the last year and a half. And Presents for Christmas is an Advent version of Ignite. And there are 14 different Presents for Christmases at 10 locations. But anyways, last night, you know, and I reflect upon this a lot. It seems like there are the movements of Christ at these events. In the very beginning, we're coming off the streets, or we're distracted, we're preoccupied with activity. And there's an invitation simply to enter into something, which means to leave something else behind. So just start there. There's an invitation to surrender, to let go of something, lesser things, concerns, that sort of thing. I'll give it that word of empty. We're being emptied of stuff. 
And then there's sort of a directing type of thing, and it's more than just certainly music that is uplifting. Um, but uh, the words or the scripture does what? It avails us to him who fills us. So we've been emptied. There's a kind of genuine, real encounter. There, there's Our souls kind of, I don't know, there's an intimacy, I guess. that It's just right. a good word. There's an intimacy that takes place there at some point um, that helps us. And in the midst of this, there, you know, the worship is going on, and slowly the debris kind of dissipates, and we're filled with the sense of God's presence, and you, you experience it genuinely. And, of course, we're wanting that to be more than just a moment, but to overflow, that this should form us in a certain way. It's going to be unique in the church. It's going to be unique at the church with the Eucharist in front of us. But do you think to some extent that these experiences are meant to kind of, I don't know, change the fabric of the way we think and feel outside those walls? And to some extent, our life then is a living, ongoing encounter, worship with God that permeates sports yeah absolutely you know and and what you're describing there is is a marriage you know the story Mm. of salvation history is the story of a marriage Mm. and ignite is a honeymoon you know a great talk is a honeymoon a a great book a great speech it's a a great feeling it's it's and it's important and it's it's a spark it starts a fire but the fire happens when the honeymoon is over the Mm. the lasting love is Mm. choosing to do what is best even when you don't feel like it when um, all the demands of love and, and two yeah, in the morning, baby crying. Exactly. The two in the morning, the changing the diapers, yeah. the doing the laundry, the going to work. You know, some, you don't feel like doing a lot of those things, but those are acts of love. Mm-hmm. And again, that's getting past the moment and, and saying, I'm going to love you, God, even in the storms, mm-hmm. even in the trials, even in the sacrifices. I love you no matter what, and I am yours. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that covenant relationship mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. I trust you. And, um, you know, what, what Jesus did, and, and we're, in, we're in Advent, and we talk about John the Baptist, and that's. Mm-hmm. What did he say? You know, he prepare the way um, for the coming of the Lord. You know, I'm just the best man. The bridegroom is coming mm. and I must decrease. He must mm. increase. And that's the trust of, mm. um, you know, empty myself of my will and my ideas and my dreams to allow God to work mm. in my life. Mm. And, and God often nudges you in a direction you don't really want to mm. go. I know at least he does for me. Sometimes um, it's a shove. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but every time I've listened to that voice, I've never regretted right, it. Absolutely. I've never regretted it. You know, I'm going to be a little edgy here. I know, surprise, surprise. <laughs> but, Going um, to be? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, you know, John Paul II uh, gave us, prior to being John Paul, Carol Wojtyla, love and responsibility. And one of his prominent footnotes, I think, w- was so substantial it could have been a chapter. But in so many words, he was saying the heart of the sexual urge, the heart of that drive, the heart of that in every human being is the urge to a completion that can only be found in God. The heart of this drive that we see, you know, um, prostituted literally in the media, uh, advertising, driving the Internet, driving the porn industry, driving things, is at the heart of that is something really, really good, is an orientation, a due north toward God, um, that is can only be found. We know who are married. Us, eight, 17 years. You've been married how many years, John? Uh, almost 11. So this this is more than just kind of like a sideshow, like I give you man and woman, right, to you know kind of take this gift and do with it what you want, but it's an opportunity to what? Participate in the very life of him who is love, like this amazing journey that marriage is to make God who's love known to the world. But uh, what I was connecting with is as you describe love, the world, it seems to me, is having a hard time shifting out of infatuation stage, love, um, yeah. both in relationships, 
and maybe even in the church, maybe all of us to some extent as, as faithful Catholics, we need to get past fad to faith. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hand in the air, folks. Yeah. It's in the air, right? My hand's in the air. It it's in the, the air, air right now. So I'm drawing here. I'm raising my hand. Do you see it, John? I see it's in the, the air. All right. to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just, you know, we need God's grace to move us beyond fad, beyond hanging it on the hook of a feeling, which is beautiful. We're not, because the church can go in the direction of disregarding feeling too and immediately yeah. point out well, what is organ and incense and all that, if not mm-hmm. sensory. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Moving us past fad to faith. Yeah, I mean, that's what the book, that's what, you know, I try to communicate in the book of Ordinary Lives, Extraordinary Mission, that we, we live our faith in the middle of our ordinary life. It's, uh, it's at, the, at your job. It's in your family. It's with your children. It's, um, you know, in those instances where we feel like, well, I don't have time to live my faith. Well, those are the times you're, you're supposed to be living your faith. That's life. That's, right. um, that's the middle of the battle right there. So I, I think you're, you're right on topic there um, and, and choosing God's love and, and being a son and daughter of Christ. You're with Ignite Radio Live. We're going to go to a commercial briefly. Stay with us on the other side. More with John Wood. We want to invite you to join us every day in setting aside just one minute to pray a simple prayer to the Holy Spirit. Join us now as we pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For ourselves, we pray. O Most Holy Spirit, come and ignite the great fire of your love. Set it ablaze in our minds and hearts. For all families, we pray. O Most Holy Spirit, come and ignite the great fire of your love. Set it ablaze in our minds and hearts. For our church and our parish in particular, we pray. O Most Holy Spirit, come and ignite the great fire of your love. Set it ablaze in our minds and hearts. For our world, we pray. O Most Holy Spirit, come and ignite the great fire of your love. Set it ablaze in our minds and hearts. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. That's it. Pretty simple, but pretty powerful. Join the prayer at MassImpact.us. Not just a moment, a movement. This is an Ignite Flash Fire moment. Right now, can you think of one person you know who's struggling, in need of knowing God's love? If someone came to mind, God just spoke to your heart. We're going to light it up right now. Send them a quick message. It could be by Facebook, email, text message. Make it short and sweet. Simply tell them you were thinking about them. You appreciate them. You're praying for them. You're in it with them, that God loves them. If we respond to this simple flash fire prompting right now, together we'll move his kingdom a big step forward. Ignite Flash Fire is brought to you by MassImpact.us. Not just a moment, a movement. Hello, we are Greg and Stephanie Schleter, Catholic parents of six children, and ultimately just wanting to get them and us to heaven and impact this world for Jesus Christ. In the past year, Mass Impact has been igniting the Catholic faith of thousands through dynamic events, programs, and media. We are responding to what recent popes have called the most important mission of the church, to become evangelizing communities of missionary disciples. To sustain this movement into 2015, we need a little over $30,000 by Christmas. Please go right now to massimpact.us and click on the Contribute tab. This is my desire to honor 
We want to welcome you back to Ignite Radio Live. Greg, Stephanie Schleter with our guest, John Wood. We're talking about being captured by God's love in a way that is anchored in more than feeling, but in his very character. That inspires us to have confidence and trust in what he revealed to us to be true. The last two weeks, we had a special program called God is Here. And it was taken from interviews at Lift Jesus Higher event, where we simply went around and said, hey, you know, God seemed to be on the scene thousands of years ago, worked these great miracles and wonders. Where is he right now? You know, where is he in my life, in my family? And we asked that question, and uh, we recorded those. If you wanted to hear those or even download those two special programs, go to Mass impact.us and hear them. But we think it is really a key question that we need to chew on um, because God, in our hearts beckoning for that question, took on flesh and blood so that he wasn't just up there as an abstraction up in the clouds or communicated or mediated through, you know, the words of simple mortal men. He became man. He became flesh and blood. And John has been on the road now. He has been uh, writing for Matthew Kelly, Dynamic Catholic, and he's been speaking. He's been encountering really where people are at, where the church is at right now. And uh, just want to ask you, John, um, you've now really, by God's grace, moved beyond the, the Toledo region um, and still active here. And we're partners with you. Delighted to be so. But throughout the country, what are you seeing? How are you seeing God manifesting his presence? Well, I think people are hungry for for mission. I mean, that's one of the major themes that I talk about is is the whole idea of mission. And I've encountered a lot of people who, you know, hear this idea of we're all called to be saints. And, and sometimes we feel like, you know, well, it's too late for me or I've messed up too much or mm, I, right. I'm i too sinful or, you know, it's just not for me. And that was one of the things that Matthew Kelly had kind of talked to me about is one of the challenges that you face is a lot of people just don't want to be saints um, because we have a false perception of what the saints are are and what who they were like they the were glow, like right? they were head always perfect so and they slightly. had yeah. yeah and and but if you read the scriptures and you read the stories of the saints they were they were ordinary people and they they all had and, and a lot of them ran from God's call you know whether it was Moses or Gideon or Peter you know leave me lord i'm a sinful i'm a weak man pick somebody else and mm-hmm. i've been there you know i i don't know how many times i told god please don't make me do this hey, i'm out of here yeah, yeah. Um, but you know it god says to each and every one of us it's not about what you can do it's about what God can do through you if you just say yes. And I've encountered so many people that that like the idea of mission. I I don't think we're going to get young people or anybody back to the church with punch and cookies. I think they want a challenge. <laughs> they they want a mission. You know, they want Depends a purpose. What's in the punch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And who made the cookies? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to interrupt you very quickly, John, and remind callers um, or listeners to call in. The number is 877-275-8098. Here in the Toledo Diocese, we are broadcasting, but we welcome calls from everywhere and anywhere. 877-275-8098 or Facebook us at Ignite the Planet. Any questions, comments for us or for John? So again, that number is 877-275-8098. If easy, just massimpact.us. You'll find the radio tab. Please uh, jump on board and give us your thoughts and your questions. And now back to John. Yeah, so (laughs) I I think uh, we all have what it takes. It takes a simple yes, Lord. And it takes what Mary said, a fiat, let Mm -hmm. it be done to me. 
uh, according to thy word. And it's just, um, you know, one of the greatest joys in ministry is seeing people, uh, you know, I say, you, you don't have to leave everything in this world behind to put God first. You just have to put God first in everything in this world. And if you love music, great, you know, do it for the glory of God. If you love sports, do it for the glory of God, you know, and, and it's been it's been an awesome witness. You know, a couple of my students uh, uh, simply RC that, that sing at my events. It's mm-hmm, one of mm-hmm. the greatest blessings to see them use their gift for music. Uh, Rachel Reinhardt and Cassandra Acre, they just have an amazing gift. And to see that flourish and then really discovering God through that gift, that God speaks to us through our talents and through uh, our passions and our dreams, that's God speaking to us. And if we put God first, then, um, you know, those things all fall into place. Mm. So tell us a bit more about your apostolate, John. Um, well, I've um, you know started to travel around more, doing dynamic Catholic events. Um, Matthew Kelly, like, uh, like I said, has been a big influence on me, and um, very blessed that not only has he inspired me, but he's given me um, countless opportunities um, with publishing the book since the book has come out in uh, December of 2012. Um, I've, I've had endless opportunities in our diocese and, and around the country now to to share my, my Catholic faith, and I'm just so in love with my Catholic faith. Um, mm. you, you can't help but want to share it with other people. And I just want people to realize that um, we all have an important role to play, um, that there's no unimportant roles, you know. And, and John Paul II, like I mentioned, was a, a great inspiration for me. One of the favorite stories I have from him was um, a U.S. senator traveling uh, to, to Rome to meet Pope John Paul II. And um, he was traveling there with his family, and one of the people that was with him introduced him to John Paul II and said, this is a, a senator from the United States of America. And, and the Holy Father was like, you are a very important person, you know. And, and he smiled kind of sheepishly like he was talking about his vocation as a senator. And John Paul II shook his head and pointed at his children and said, no, you <laughs> are a very important person <laughs> wow. because you're a father, you know. And, wow. and we all... Um, play a, a huge role and I always have that picture of the stadium at the end of your life and and, and you're, you're going to see this huge stadium filled with the people that you in some way directly or indirectly helped get to heaven mm-hmm. and uh, we, we want that stadium to be filled and you don't know you plant the seed you don't know how God transforms people and um, that's one of the challenges is to, to let God do his thing and just be obedient and, and do your best my, my mom always said to do your best and let God do the rest and it's probably one of the greatest pieces of advice advice I've ever gotten you know, I'm going to um, sing the praises uh, of my oldest son. I could say positive things of all of my children, but as a metaphor, the Bible uses sports as a metaphor often, and of course, your sports background was an occasion. You know, his cousin has been running half marathons and invited Joseph to run marathons, a half marathon. Uh, he'd never done it before, uh, didn't really know what it took, and um what do you do when you are asked to do something that you don't have a lot of experience in? You ask a mentor, whatever word you want to use for. You ask somebody who's been there before, who has experience, who has understanding, who can guide you, who can encourage you, who can support you. And it was a very blessed experience for me as a father because I've, I've run a lot, but I've never run a half marathon. And uh, his cousin, our nephew, Stephen, beautiful family also, came to Toledo to run this marathon, half marathon, but guided Joseph through the process. He was significant in that. And another young man, Chris Bragg, shout out to you, a neighbor who uh, has been running for Central Catholic, also would go running with him and guide him and lead him, you know, literally step by step in this process. Um, I think the, the point here is that if we're interested in sainthood, um, and that is the ultimate purpose of on this earth it is the ultimate measure to reveal god to to live in god was to be formed by god to become a saint we need to be have a context and uh, ideally a spiritual director 
Ideally, somebody who gets us, understands us, loves us, has mercy, and is going to help us make decisions um, and commitments and encourage us in those commitments. Um, what do you? What has been your experience, you know, with fellow saints out there in terms of spiritual direction and maybe even the benefit in your own life of spiritual direction? Uh, it's huge. You, you need a coach, you know, and you talk about running marathons. Um, it's pretty hard to do when you don't have somebody training you. It was, it was a lot easier when I had a coach back in college mm -hmm. telling me what to do. Uh, I have a great spiritual director um, that I, I meet with, uh, a great holy priest. Um, uh, I just love love the man. He he gives me great advice. He picks me up. He encourages me when I fall down. Um, and you know, all of the saints are actually spiritual directors as well. You know, I have my favorite saints that I pray to every day. I ask mm -hmm. for their intercession. They are coaches. Great. They've they've sinned what we've sinned. They were tempted by what we're tempted mm -hmm. by. They struggled with what we struggled with. And and they want to help us. They know what it what it takes. Been and, there, done that. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Been there, done that. They they were human just like us. And 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 it's, there's comfort in that, knowing that mm -hmm. um, they overcame those obstacles. And they want to. And their prayers are powerful. And they want to intercede for us. So I, I encourage everyone to have a an earthly spiritual director. Have mm -hmm. uh, men and women to make the journey with. The Christian journey is not meant to be made alone. Um, we're in this together, and we need to help each other and support each other. I am going to post a link uh, doing research for tonight's show. Um, of many wonderful quotes about becoming a saint. Um, of course, on your awesome wristband, um, uh, John, it says, become a saint, and then the other, be, was, not be not afraid, and the other, which is, of course, John Paul II, and many mm -hmm. others, but certainly he yeah. very much popularized and become a saint. But here is a quote from St. Philip Neri. Those who have themselves for a spiritual director have a fool for a spiritual director. <laughs> That's true. I say it again, those who have themselves, and you know, I think it speaks to those of us, again, I just, who've been on these great events, Curcio, Chirp, Tech, Ignite, etc. If we think that we're going to make progress in becoming the best version of ourselves, thank you, Matthew Kelly, to take steps and really experience the joy God wants us to have, we need to identify somebody, a context, but ideally somebody who um, has our back and who's going to be invested in us as, if you will, spiritual children and guide us. Yeah, absolutely. This, this call to sainthood or uh, intentional disciple, missionary disciple, but ultimately a saint, right? Where it is the will of God, First Thessalonians tells yes. us, to be holy, to be a saint. And sometimes that huge, you know, we look at how we're living our life and in every aspect, and it can be very overwhelming as to where... Do I even begin? Mm. But the important part is to begin, right? Yeah. To take that first step, to have a plan. Nothing worth having is ever easy. Yeah. And remember, you know, that God is a father. I remember a, mm. a young man that came up to me at the conference, and I've handed out thousands and thousands of these wristbands um, as accountability. You know, it's always there. Your mission is to become a saint. And, and one guy came up and said, you know, I had to take the wristband off. I was just getting too mm. scrupulous. And, mm. and scrupulosity is not about becoming a saint. That's, mm. you know, becoming a saint is a is about, you know, choosing what is best for you in every situation. And, and um, you know, we can't, you know, be overcome by the details. And mm -hmm. I, I, I can't remember what saints said it, but I, I love the quote of, you know, I desire to please you, Lord, and I, I believe that my desire to please you does, in fact, please you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even though I mess up over and over and over again, um, it's that effort. Um, God is a father, just like and every father knows. You just want your children to do their best, and you're going to be proud of them. And understand that concept of fatherhood, I think, is so important. Otherwise, you get overwhelmed with scrupul scrupulosity mm -hmm. of, you know, doing every little detail right. And it starts to be about doing instead of about becoming. Mm -hmm. You know, you mentioned earlier, and it can't be understated that or overstated, that um, God 
seems to call us and ask us to do things that we are supremely confident we can't do. (laughs) You know, Moses, you know, burning bush moment, um, asking him to do things that were beyond his skill set, right? So that whole thing, God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the The called is a phrase that has been popularized. But even to speak, the guy stutters, right? And, you know, what does he want us to do but encounter our privation, our poverty? There's something in the spiritual life, I think, that um, is, is um, if you will, different from the world that would say, look at that inner DNA that you can, you know, you are supremely confident you can do. And not that there isn't importance to see the goals, God-given talents. We need to do that. But that um, there's an abandonment that is required, a step of faith that God wants, that allows his grace to shine through. And I think even with our Ignites and our movement, Mass, mass Impact, I say constantly, Thanks be to God for my radical imperfection. Let me proclaim it. And for the radical imperfection of these, these events, so that when it happens, when you encounter God's love, when we see the church come alive, when we see people you know, falling in love with Jesus and, and, and it, when it's contagious, you'll know it's not because of us, it's but because, because of, of God's God. grace alive. Yeah. yeah, Gideon's a perfect example of that. You know, you know your, your army's too big. You, know, you got too many, uh, lest you think that you brought about this victory. And, and Gideon keeps saying, you know, I'm, I'm the weakest man from the weakest tribe. And God said, that's precisely why I chose you, because you're the weakest man from the weakest tribe. And I want to prove it's not you who's going to bring a great victory in his eye uh, if you just say yes and allow me to work through you. And so it's just all about saying, yes, Lord, uh, I will it. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the uh, greatest joy for me is to see people say yes to things in sheer faith um, when, when that imperfection is there. And as parents... I mean, what are we doing if not inviting them to do things they've never done before? Yeah. Piano, first time they've had to touch those keys or a guitar or, you know, learning process. I mean, how our lives ought to be imbued through all the things as, with a vision of faith to see academics as worship, as a kind of faith. Um, how do you experience that in your own? My wife was going to say something. John, you had mentioned just that uh, that con- not just a concept, but the reality of God as Father. And we've so much lost a sense of that in this culture for so many years, and I believe that the Spirit is moving it to be reclaimed. But just the whole notion of on this journey towards sainthood and when we fall to look at, to God as Father. Um, last night, after our Ignite, you know, we had the meal prior, and then there's fellowship after the worship and our, our youngest son, I think, ate a couple brownies or cookies <laughs> too many. And so it was the first time it's ever happened where he literally got sick. He came down after having been tucked in, got to bed late. So I'm sure his fatigue had something to do with it, too. And so there I am standing behind him as he's hanging over the porcelain <laughs> throne, as they call it. Yeah. And, and I'm rubbing his back and I'm like, oh, oh, oh. you know, just having a heart for him. Yeah. And he's like, no, he goes, don't say that. He goes, it's my own fault. He said, I shouldn't, I ate too much. It's my fault. Like, don't be so nice to me. And I just, in that moment, I'm like, no, let me love you. Yeah, let well, me comfort your, you. Your motherly, motherly instinct. But yeah, just yeah. that how whole. God must be like that exactly, to us. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And that was what I was thinking of in that moment. Like, okay, how often when we fall or sin, we, you yeah. know, have those moments where we want to push him away. And he desires yeah. To, to, it's okay. Yeah, that Let was a be dumb choice. He, he loves to be your savior. Yeah. He, he, he's almost attracted to your weakness because he loves not sin, but he loves to save. save. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, he's uh, delights he's drawn in his to that. mercy, yeah, yeah, right? He delights in his mercy. So, folks, you are tuned in to Ignite Radio Live, and we're delighted to be on this journey, a uh, four week journey into the heart of Christ's Mass. 
Presence for Christmas taking place at 14 uh, events this month, um, 10 locations. And one of the locations is at Most Blessed Sacrament. It will be presided over by one of our wonderful priests of this diocese, a, a wonderful pastoral advisor who blesses me every time he opens his mouth. Now I'm putting him on the spot, but we're blessed to have on the phone with us Monsignor Billion, and we've invited him just to maybe impart some words of encouragement or inspiration in this Advent season. Good evening, Monsignor Billion. Good morning. Good evening, Greg. How are you? It's nice to, to hear you. I'm glad that you're doing well and that you've uh, launched uh, this Advent season in, in such a blessed way. Mm, mm, thank you. Thank you. Hello, Monsignor. <laughs> Hello, Stephanie. How are you? Good. Thanks for being with us tonight. Oh, I'm happy to be with you. I, we just spent about 45 minutes talking with Andrew Reinhardt with our pastoral council. What a great awesome. idea. Uh, yeah, contemplate and plan for... Uh, our continued growth and formation of our parish, and we're very excited to be able to host Presents for Christmas next uh, Tuesday evening, mm-hmm. uh, December 9th. Uh, we're looking forward to a wonderful spiritual encounter. It's really during this season of Advent that uh, we need to uh, prepare our hearts and our very mm-hmm. lives to receive Christ when He comes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we remember fondly and celebrate how he came once as a child, and we long for mm. and look forward to his coming in majesty. And mm. uh, to, we really need to be working on ourselves and on our world uh, to be able to receive him. And so we're looking forward to uh, Presence for Christmas to help uh, do that for all those who come here to pray and worship together. Monsignor, we're so blessed by your leadership, um, just not only with your parish, but uh, your pastoral care extends, obviously, far beyond your parish. Um, how many years have you been a priest, Monsignor? Uh, I've been a little over 30 years. Wow, wow. Thank you yes. for that. Absolutely. What is your sense, well, having been through many Advents, but today your parishioners, you know, what word do you think we're most needing to hear? What what encouragement or, you know, maybe even a challenge do you think the people of God in this area need to hear the most? Well, you know, it's very interesting because uh, I tried to lay that out this last Sunday, on the first Sunday of Advent when I was preaching, and I had someone walk up to me after Mass, after the first Mass, and say to me, you know, if I would have known you were going to give us homework for this for these four weeks, I, I would have brought a notebook and a pen so I could write it all down. That's and, good. Um, you know, we are so... Uh, divided, and our mm, attention mm. is so drawn in so many different ways in the world today. I mean, lots of, lots of things and people uh, try to capture our attention that we lose our focus. Mm. We lose our focus on the, um, the main core of what gives us life, and that's our relationship with God. Mm. And we need to tap into that relationship in a much stronger fashion mm. Uh, during this Advent season. You know, we need to carve out time to pray every day, even if it's just a few minutes. Mm -hmm. We need to be able to pick up the Bible Mm -hmm. and read something and make a connection Mm -hmm. with the Word of God every day. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, I think after doing that, we have to be able to be quiet with God. Mm -hmm. I told them on Sunday, I said, my father told me, that we have one mouth and two ears, so that means we're supposed mm-hmm. to listen twice as much as we talk. I like that. And you have to, we have to apply that to God, too. We can't sit down and do all the talking. We've got to carve out some silence in mm-hmm. our life every day so that God can speak to our hearts. 
Uh, and so it's just most so important to get refocused on that relationship. And that's really my theme for Advent uh, this year is to do it for myself because mm-hmm. obviously we, I easily distracted and pulled in lots of different ways mm-hmm. that I have to make sure that, that I can refocus myself and help as many people do that along with me during this season. Wonderful. Monsignor, just before you got on, we were talking about the importance of a spiritual director, spiritual guidance. And I just want to thank you for taking time out to truly uh, be words of guidance for us. And I hope all of us listeners recognize not just the drudgery of this, but the gift of this, the gift of setting aside stuff my own words for what Monsignor Billing is, Billion is saying, to be quiet, to be still, and to listen to God's voice. I want to invite you all out there to join us next Tuesday for our second Presence for Christmas. Yesterday, our first was over 500 people, very blessed by so much that was going on there. Please join us for the second stage um, at Most Blessed Sacrament Tuesday night. Thanks so much, Monsignor Billion. We'll look forward to seeing you next Tuesday. Great. I look forward to praying with you as well. God, God bless. bless you. Have a great evening. Thank you. God bless you both and all those that you touched through this ministry. Thank you so Thank much. You. So Bye-bye. just a, so just a few announcements here as we're coming close to a landing for this episode of Ignite uh, Radio Live. Um, we want you to invite you to stay attuned through MassImpact.us. Um, sign up there for regular updates to stay attuned to this great adventure. You know, again, not just a moment, but a movement. And that movement is structured by the liturgy, structured by the Eucharist. It is meant to flow beyond that special hour at Mass. It's meant to flow into our lives, to be part of the fabric of our lives. That's what we're about. May we decrease, may he increase, and we can do that in a number of ways. Go to massimpact.us and check it out. Of course, the weekly Live It Gathering Guide and the video and a number of other things. Presents for Christmas is going on. I'll hand the baton to my wife. So the Presents for Christmas, you can get those dates and times at presentsforchristmas.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E-F-O-R-C-H-R-I-S-T-M-A-S.com. Also, mark your calendar to tune in uh, to this very fun, right? (laughs) Radio show Ignite, radio live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. And share with us your thoughts at alive Mm -hmm. at massimpact.us. And we ask, this is tough. Who, who has a comfort level asking for support? But we do see this, truly, at the heart of the church with pastors and leaders. Um, Mass Impact is committed to seeing parishes come alive. And we're so excited with what we're already seeing happen as people find, if you will, their own gifts and talents in place and to help make it happen. But we need your financial support. You can find out more right away if you went to massimpact.us. Would you please maybe just pray about joining us and helping us in that mission? We have a board of 12 wonderful people who guide this, and uh, we're seeing great things happen. So please pray about financially supporting us. Um, Before we go to petitions, uh, I'm going to just put John on the spot. We are so blessed to have John here. Above all, his witness as a husband, as a father, as a man who's seeking to say yes to God, and we're seeing those gifts just flourish in reaching other people, his wonderful humility, um, just very blessed by him. So, John, here's the question. All of a sudden, uh, you have a captive audience of the entire world for <laughs> one minute. What is on your heart? What would be on your heart to say? What is most important if you had a captive audience of the world He for doesn't a look nervous at all. <laughs> he gets this question all the time. Yeah, well, uh, well, I would say to take this Advent as a time to really encounter Jesus Christ like mm. you've never encountered him before. If that means sitting in silence, just asking, 
What do you want from my life? Um, and he'll speak to you. God's been speaking to his people throughout all of human history. You know, it was 3,000 years ago he spoke to Moses in the burning bush. And, um, you know, it, we, God speaks to all of us. And I think he, in this time of history, we need saints. You know, mm -hmm. we, we need mm -hmm. saints who are doctors and lawyers and teachers and musicians mm -hmm. and athletes mm -hmm. and, and bankers and far, far, farmers and architects, you know, all of us to be saints. And I don't care if you're nine or 99, mm -hmm. now Amen. is your time. Amen. You were born for a time such as this. Amen. And your ordinary life has an extraordinary mission. And trust God and say yes, and he will do wondrous things in your life. Where can people find out more about your work, John? Uh, just go to my website, uh, extraordinarymission.com. Okay, fabulous. And uh, just at the heart of what you're saying, I'm so moved to say you already are fashioned to be a saint. So kind of discover the saint you were already created to be. We're right? all saints in the making. Yeah, we're wonderful. All, yeah, you don't know a book by that title or anything <laughs> like that, do you? Or, Not uh, yet. Program. Working on it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we're more in the making. Yeah. We're all in the making. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's lift it up. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we thank you for this time, this very moment. Our next breath is the greatest testimony to your love. You sustain us in existence, physically, spiritually. Every aspect of our lives, Lord, we commit to you, Lord. We entrust to you. And we pray, Lord, that you'd open a door in our hearts and minds right now and walk through that the debris of our lives, the memories, the hurts, the difficulties are dispelled. And that we aspire, God, to the most you call us to be. Heal those wounds in us, God. We love you. We seek you. We desire you. Renew us, Jesus, in your spirit. And bring us back together, God, again. In your name we pray through Christ our Lord. 